Hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of the Warriors podcast. I am your host, Rob Parton. You'll, I'm sure you'll get to know me over the future episodes we record and uh, publish to you. But for today we've got our first guest. She is a nutritional therapist. Every Sunday she hosts meetings on Zoom for TSW sufferers to share their experience and really learn from others who have got out on the other side of this horrible process overall. So I'm very pleased to welcome our first guest, Monica. Monica, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm having a, a, a goodish day, <laughs> <laughs> you know, as far as TSW is concerned. Yeah. yeah. I'm very yeah. dry and very flaky, but um, it always helps when I get out of the shower. I feel a little bit more human. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one. As soon as you come out of the shower, everything's smooth and... Well, we yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 and it varies from month to month. Like in the beginning, I think it was much harder, um, you know, the, kind of going from, from dry to wet to dry and moisturizing. It was very sore and itchy and uncomfortable and now it's less irritated. So it's, uh, yeah, it's my bit, my favorite time is just after a shower, like not just after a shower, I'd say like, um, about an hour after a shower. 40 minutes after a shower once the the cream has absorbed in and once i'm a little less irritated yeah yeah now i remember going through that part so just for people listening how it's going to work as this is the first one i explained this to monica just before we started recording but we're going to start i'm going to go through chronologically so we're going to explain fully life before steroids um up until the point of you know maybe a first eczema breakout then through to steroids taken, to when withdrawing from the steroids, etc., all the way through up to the present day. So, I guess where any stories begin, they always start at the beginning. So, what was you know the first real sign of you know eczema before steroids, or how how was your life before essentially? Well, I mean, I can go quite far back. I was born with eczema, so I've always been an atopic uh, eczema sufferer. Um, and I had it very severely uh, on three occasions during my life, this, this, this bout included. Um, so when I was much younger, I probably had very typical atopic eczema as a child. Um, I, I, my mom seems to recall that I was treated naturally initially. And then I suppose at whatever age, because it was so severe as a youngster, you know, under the age of 10, I, um, I think as soon as I was old enough to get prescribed cortisone, I was probably given it. Um, and I think I used it on and off and I've been put on diets and all kinds of things most of my life, but I cleared up quite significantly. Um, so there was probably about two years of very severe taken out of school when I was in primary school. Yeah. Um, lived a very healthy, happy uh, teenage life until uh, I went overseas on a school tour and came back, may have picked up an infection. Anyway, something triggered my eczema. Topical and oral uh, to try and get it under control. And who knows what happened at the time, but um, it says my internet connection's unstable. Sorry about that. It's going to come and go, I think. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. Don't worry. Yeah. I, anyway, so I, um, I think I've, I think I, 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 in retrospect, I had topical steroid withdrawal when I was in high school as well, but no one, 
knew about it back then or I didn't have, I mean I'm you know I'm 38 now so at the time I was probably about 15 16 16 17 18 and um we didn't have masses of information available to us online like we do now yeah mostly self-diagnosed I think most of us are um at that time I just struggled for years and years and had no didn't know the better anyway came out of it through diet and eventually I, I at the time I thought I came out of it through diet and um some new topical things but in retrospect it was it was a combination of factors and time obviously um and then uh, yeah very very healthy happy adulthood um uh, you know practice as a nutritional therapist and um or did um work in the nutraceutical industry for uh, my whole adult life and um eczema was kind of patchy here and there like a few patches on my wrists eyes i think i used to get a little bit around my mouth or neck yeah but, i used to get mine kind of just in the corner there and when you ever yeah. tried to open your mouth it would crack and yeah it was quite frustrating mm. and i i think i i did get it around my nose as well and i think that's linked to a staff Mm. um from the nose but I was very kind of clued up on those kind of things so I would treat myself um you know I might get some Bactroban if I thought it was staph related or whatever the case is anyway it wasn't anything too significant and I managed it with um uh, for many years after the 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 high school bout um just naturally and then somewhere along the line uh probably about eight years ago I started to become quite relaxed and use um over-the-counter corticosteroids, um, topical steroids, to manage those little flares. And I was on prescription of, of stronger steroids, topical steroids, and I'd fill that prescription maybe annually, like once a year, one tube. So it was never mm. bad. Um, and I noticed for those years that diet was very much uh, a, a factor. If I ate too much junk food, my skin would flare and stress. And then uh, last year, no, hang on, the end of 2019 had a very stressful year, emotionally, a lot of turmoil. And um, I think that triggered my eczema. And so I started to self-manage it with over-the-counter cortisone. And I think I had a little bit of um, a prescription cortisone, so quite a strong one uh, as well. So I was using a little bit of it, but mostly over-the-counter. Toward the end of 2019, I remember using a lot of it, like three times a day on the same areas around my eyes, under my neck, around my mouth, on my wrists and elbows. And I remember thinking, this is probably not good. Um, and anyway, what developed was, uh, I developed very strange symptoms, which was um, itchy eyes. I'm not prone to to environmental allergens, uh, to allergies like you know, stuffiness and, and itchy eyes. So that was odd. And I remember uh, using eye drops, trying to find eye drops to alleviate the itch inside my eyes. And then the rash developed all the way around my eyes, kind of like goggles mm -hmm. and around my mouth and along my neck. So like kind of started around the eyes, moved around my mouth, neck, arms. Did you just slowly kind of spread down the body yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and and at this point i was um seeing a doctor and a dermatologist to try and get it under control and of course they were giving me stronger cortisone oral and topical um for the first few months of 2020 and i you know i obviously at that point i'd heard about topical steroid withdrawal but 
like so many of us, we don't think it's happening to us for some reason. Yeah, yeah. And we do check in with our doctors and our dermatologists and they seem to think it's, um, they may have heard, like my dermatologist had heard about it, my doctor hadn't, and um, he said, yeah, he knows about it, but it's very, very rare and, and he doesn't think on the low doses that I've been taking would be a problem. Well, that's quite interesting, though, um, that the doctor actually, you know, allowed the concept of it at all, because I haven't heard, for me personally, any doctors have even given it a chance. You know, they just completely dismiss it. Is anything possible? They say, you know, they're obviously very understanding. None of them have ever been mean in any way, but they just say, sorry, that's just wrong, completely wrong. <laughs> You need, yeah. you know, to take these. These are the only way you'll get better. You'll be on them for the rest of your life. Sometimes it'll be worse. Sometimes it'll be better. And yeah. 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 Well, yeah. So luckily, I mean, I don't know, luckily or unluckily. I, I think it, we're all just unlucky, actually, um, when it comes to TSW. And, mm. and the support mm. that is available to even the luckiest of us is, is so limited because there's so little known about the condition. So even those practitioners out there who are on board, I think there's little support they can offer us other than emotional support. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, uh, so yeah, so uh, increasing cortisone. And um, I think that was the beginning, we went into lockdown. So I'd filled a quite a large prescription, like six, five or six repeats of a strong cortisone. And I'd, I'd been on two courses of oral cortisones, very strong courses at the beginning of last year. Um, and in that period, I must say, I was incredibly uncomfortable because my skin kept flaring irrespective of being on the cortisone. And so, you know, maybe the initial time it helped a little bit and then the second time it helped a little bit, but every time I, I it did help a little bit while I used it, but not significantly. And then it would flare mm. really badly. Mm. And, and I think I got to the point after I filled my sixth prescription, I just like my entire body was covered in eczema by that point. And I was using the, my dermatologist had told me to mix the strong cortisone into uh, whatever I was creaming my body with at the time and just use it like a, a full body lotion. And that's how I yeah. So yeah, um, I, I just stopped. I mean, by that point, I didn't know that I had topical steroid withdrawal, but I, I kind of just knew that I had to try something natural or alternative because I, I'd, I'd been, I'd gone into a number of different diets. Uh, obviously, I was trying to, and I, I really believed that I can solve, could solve the problem with my diet because that's my, that's my, my, that's yeah, what that's, I that's do. Yeah. <laughs> that's my job, and and I and that's what I believed I'd managed to do the first time around when I was in high school. Um. This is and a, I do oh sorry to interrupt you. Um, no, no. A a question that I find when you were taking your your steroids, did mm. you still have like lots of eczema, or when you put the steroids on, did it completely clear? And then it was when you came off them again and continued taking courses. Um. So you know, I don't know what. Um. Yes and no. So sometimes yes and sometimes no. Um. I think it was more than just the cortisone because I was every time I tried a new diet, it, it seemed to help a bit, okay. and then it would come back in full force. So, so it, in terms of my t healing timeline or symptom timeline, there were days when I would use the cortisone topically 
you know, at some points I was on an oral and topical, and then I think it was helping quite a bit. But then once, you know, a few days after the, the oral cortisone went away, nothing was going to help me really. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it got to the point where the cortisone wasn't helping enough. So let's put it that way. It yeah. was just, yeah. I was just full body flares. Like, so in the beginning, yeah, every time I went on to a strong, in the beginning, I went from the over-the-counter cortisone onto the stronger one. And I think initially my face cleared up and then I started to develop um, eczema in patches on my torso and my thighs, which was very odd to me because it was very atypical areas for eczema to occur for me. And and it happened straight after I went on to my, the, the stronger uh, prescription cortisone. So it's almost like my body was shifting the flare to another part of my body. It was quite, quite interesting. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what next was on my timeline? I, um, yeah, stopped the cortisone and probably in within a week or so I, I, I mean, I was so full of eczema at that point anyway, but um, what did arise after stopping the cortisone properly was um, swelling. Like, my, I became quite puffy. Um, two months as well, while I was still on cortisone, very sun sensitive. So um, I was developing rashes from the sun, which was very unusual for me. Um, and I was blaming the, the Vaseline that I, my dermatologist had said I should moisturize with. And it may have been a significant contributing factor. But I think, you know, with, when we stop producing cortisol, we become so sensitive to the environment. And the sun is one of those triggers for us. Mm. Um, so, yeah, proceeded to, so that was probably around the 1st of June, I stopped uh, 2020 stopped the cortisone. Um, I think I used over-the-counter cortisone twice in that month, so just for a few patches that were unbearable, um, and then I just stopped. And I have just been dealing with the symptoms ever since, really. Yeah. 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 Um, and so the symptoms have gone from um, from incredibly lots of changes. My gosh, my symptoms, the the rashes changed constantly i think in the early days when i initially stopped the cortisone i was dealing with a lot of swelling um a lot of oozing um my skin was not as dry as it is now or has been in the past few months but um so sensitive like going in and out of the shower was almost unbearable mm -hmm. uh, any mm -hmm. any change of environment was almost unbearable getting dressed was everything was like, it, I mean, I want to say it's unbearable, but you do it, you know? Yes. Sleep, another big one. Uh, raw, very thin, paper-thin skin to a much healthier skin. Like, um, it's much stronger. So I can scratch and I heal a lot better. Um, but... And, but a few months ago, I was shedding like there was no tomorrow. I don't know if you had that as well. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I did. I, you? All over How my many bed. months did you have it for? Because <laughs> I, I wish I counted when you know when I, I I wish I'd paid careful attention to the the month that started. Yeah, I had mine for about about a month, about a month when only. It, 
Yeah, yeah. I was I'm so what, jealous. What happened was um, this was later on for me. Um, once I got into my first seriously full body flare, um, and it was you know, as you'll understand, it was unbearable. You can't sleep. You're itching. Yeah. You get yeah. out of the shower, which is your one comfort, and then as soon as you get out, just boom. A, a yeah. couple hours later, you go red. But I obviously heard about NMT and stuff, and I went straight onto that, and that really helped with oh. the the oozing, the shedding was like you get a pitch like flakes off your bed yeah. <laughs> you'd yeah. have to hoover it um but yeah that was only I, I was i was really quite fortunate when it came to that okay yeah so i mean i've been flaking since i mean i so i, I wasn't recording my symptoms during october and november so i think that was probably the height of my symptoms um and that was around about month five and six um because i you know I, I think i was just so miserable that i i didn't have the way with the, the... i just i was just coping at that point uh, and i think that's around about the time when i started to flake significantly and i started out with i think larger flakes and then they became finer and now it you know, I can tell you something, if I eat really clean, I mean, I've got a, I know it's working for me. Um, and I'm not, I'm struggling because now it's been so many months of restrictive dieting and all mm. the stuff that I, it really does my head in. I, so when I eat badly, I flake more and my skin's more irritated. And when I eat the way that works for me, um, my skin can clear up with, not clear up, but at the end of a week of eating that way, my skin is um less flaky my hairline is less itchy like this is the other thing that i started to lose my eyebrows on the edges and lose my hair from scratching in my hairline which is very unpleasant but you know everything's unpleasant in in topical steroids (laughs) something um i do want to ask because i think this is i'm interested to see how helpful it was but obviously with your uh job whether you still do that are not being a nutritional therapist did that would you say really help knowledge wise into what you should be kind of eating in order to reduce flares or reduce symptoms at all it's really hard to say because um because you know the conventional approach doesn't work for us because we've become so highly sensitized well this is my theory right i mean mm. i this is based on N of one and other people's opinion, what I've heard in, in, in our TSW uh, Facebook groups and whatnot, is that we become hypersensitized to everything. Um, so I would go for a walk and my, my face would flare, you know, so there was something yeah. outside. Yeah. And um, I, I was noticing that even on my very, very clean diet, I wasn't managing to manage my symptoms. So there was something in my diet that was still triggering me. Um, whereas before I got, you know, before all of this started uh, about two years ago, well, I mean, I'm saying before that initial flare in 2019, I knew how to manage it with my diet. Yeah. The window. So did it help? No, my prior knowledge didn't help, but having the scientific background, so understanding how to read research and understanding uh, biochemical mechanisms in the body. Yeah, sure. That helped me identify, um, a whole, a whole, uh, kind of 
picture that's happening in in us in us um, topical steroid withdrawers. Uh, it's a lot to do with cortis cortisol uh, depleting um, over over reactive mast cells, and we become overreactive to a lot of things that typically you wouldn't be. So the question is, should you be avoiding foods to dampen down the immune response, or should you be just like just having small amounts of those healthy, typically healthy foods? So we're talking about you, you know your salic. I don't know if you're familiar with the salicylate story and the amine story and no oh no okay yeah there's there's quite a few um uh, natural plant compounds which have now been identified to be quite triggering for um eczema sufferers hmm. not all of us obviously and i and so the theory goes that when we um we abate the use of of cortisone our bodies you know are no longer dependent on that cortisone and we were not able to um produce adequate amounts ourselves and so we're busy trying to regulate that process over the course of a few months to years and that varies from person to person um and that can trigger hypersensitivity to plant compounds that typically shouldn't be a problem for people hmm. um, mm -hmm. like salicylates amines in my case i did do some blood tests um and i saw that i've got elevated levels of something called oxalates. Um, so I'm on a, a low oxalate diet. So I, but to be honest, I, it's like, there's a part of me, I, I think I'll have come out of it with a lot of knowledge, but I really do wish I hadn't started out being so restrictive in the beginning. Yeah. Um, because it's been a very long road. And I think had I known it was going to be such a long road, I, I would have had the wherewithal to say like, am I really going to be able to be on restrictive diet that long? Um, so yeah, I would, I would deal with someone in my position quite differently. When you mentioned, um, the, I'm going to completely butcher the word by saying it, was it the oxy, the, the ish, uh, the oxy. elevated level? How yeah. Do... Elevated oxalates. Yeah. And you said, well, ox... mm. sorry, uh, what, um, foods kind of consist and have that in it? When you said you kind of have a okay, low so diet. First of all, I, I, you know, first of all, I don't want to. I, it's, I'm very conscious of the fact that not everyone with topical steroid withdrawal is going to be reacting to the same food groups mm. and or compounds in foods. And so I'm happy to share that information as long as people understand that they don't need to run and avoid all these things. They could do the tests for themselves and see if they have elevated levels. So the oxalates are high in. Um, grains and um they're high in um spinach if i remember correctly i mean i've got i wish i had the list in front of me um they're high in um oh gosh there's specific foods that are particularly high in them a, a lot of tubers like potatoes are higher oxalates and so there's a lot of contradiction in in these kind of dietary approaches that a lot of topical steroid withdrawers will be familiar with like they will be familiar with the car and fishes um low salicylate low amine diet and that would you know that the foods that it limits there i mean the foods that it allows there may I, I can't eat a lot of those foods because i'm on a low oxalate diet um so things even like celery you know um but uh in retrospect i think um, a nice a nice approach that i would have tried earlier on it would have been the the autoimmune paleo 
um, the Paleo Autoimmune Protocol um, with a few edits here and there just to reduce the salicylates and, and the amines. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of your, your listeners will, will know what I'm talking about, um, uh, you know, because I think a lot of people who suspect diet will be reading around the subject and they will have come across Karen Fisher's diet. They will come have come across, um, uh, I forget her name, but she's she's does a lot of work around, she's now dead, but mast cell activation syndrome. So elevated mast cells and, and histamine responses. So that itchy, you know, what causes us to itch basically. Um, and they will, I mean, a lot of people know about the autoimmune paleo uh, protocol because I've, I've been reading around, you know, on our Facebook groups and stuff, and people seem to think that that's quite helpful. Another diet that people think is helpful is the carnivore diet, uh, which is so hard to do <laughs> yeah. and, and not much research behind it currently. So I don't even know if there's any human research around it at the moment. Yeah, it's, so it's such a minefield. Um, it's such a minefield. Yeah just based around is it is it jordan peterson yeah uh, yeah <laughs> yeah i mean uh, and another guy as well and um there's a few proponents of it and i have to admit that it, i have tried it and it's very helpful for me but i i don't know long term whether it's whether it's wise to be cutting out so many foods and then when you reintroduce them people seem to be happy at an immune system level i don't know I, I don't know if i want to put myself in the position to 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 to, to be so sensitive to these foods i'd rather be slightly sensitive mm. so i kind of I, I work a lot with fasting and um uh a little bit of you know i focus on a carnivore-ish diet um and then paleo autoimmune protocol a little bit of that, a little bit of this playing around, like it's, it's such a minefield. Yeah. But I think if I was, if I was seeing another, if I was seeing someone like myself, um, guiding me through the process, I would be, I think it would be very different. It's hard to be your own practitioner. It really is. Yeah. This is a, something that I w was considering doing myself a carnivore diet. Um, yeah. so what, what is like your day of eating on, on, on the carnivore diet just out of interest? Well, um, it varies from day to day. I think everyone does it differently. Um, so sure, there's only animal products that you can eat. But um, so I would, on a day of carnivore, I will eat, um, it's all free range. So I order in from a free range butchery. So low, low hormone, no hormones, uh, unless necessary, um, free range, as organic as possible meat. And so I'll have beef and I'll cook it in my, I've got a, a pressure cooker. So I cook it until it's so delicious and soft. Um, and I'll have it with ghee and salt. Um, mm -hmm. And then uh, I might have, so I might have a, a kilo even, hang on, would it be? Yeah, almost a kilo of, of meat in a day. Wow. I know. So 500 grams at a sitting. I mean, uh, it's those, those on hungry days and some days I'll have less. Um, that was mince specifically, but I found that I wasn't doing so well on mince. Um, then I'm, I'll do chicken sometimes uh, in the, the pressure cooker as well. I do bone broths. 
So bone rusts are quite normal. Maybe um, some uh, Norwegian salmon. Um, a favorite of mine. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not a fan, hey. But oh, you're not. but you know you, you yeah. I mean, we know that your omega three fatty acids are going to be helpful, and um, so yeah, it makes sense to include that in. Um, what else? Um, chicken, beef, fish. I can't eat eggs because I'm personally allergic to eggs. Um, ghee, salt. Mm. Yeah, that, mm. those and and uh, bone broth. So the, those aren't, and I, if I stick it out for a week, my skin gets a lot better, but um, I'm, that's not the only thing that's helped me in the past. So, you know, there've been other dietary approaches which have also been helpful. Mm. Yeah. This, something I'd quite like to get your opinion on, because a lot of people, you know, at some point will try and work with a, a gut health specialist or something. I personally have, um, long story short, it didn't really work for me. <laughs> But yeah. one of the dietary approaches she uh, gives out to all of her clients is yeah. more or less a, a vegan plant-based diet. And with, I think she said 10%, you know, meat or, or fish, that being, you know, something like salmon or okay. chicken. And again, for me personally, it didn't work at all. It made it 10 times worse. Um, but what would you, you know, for, for people that do, take that approach you know is this something you agree with or is there any what, what, what of... you're describing the vegan and vegan slash with 10 percent animal protein mm. um i think people have to try they have to they have to try different approaches to see what works for them let's start there um because you know i was on a, a vegan diet for three months of this process um it wasn't helpful for me. I found when I included higher volumes of pro animal protein, um, my skin became a lot stronger. Um, it wasn't so fragile and breaking so much. Um, so that was for me personally, it just, and it makes sense to have fairly high amounts of of it on a daily basis we're shedding. So we, we, it just makes sense to replenish that but not necessarily so much. So, you know, if you can eat um, as many vegetables as possible without them triggering you, if you're one of the lucky ones, then great, eat them. Um, I've really become very cautious around vegetables during this period. And I hate saying that. I really hate saying that because um, it's, if someone, you know, if I wasn't, talking about topical steroid withdrawal and, and this hypersensitive immune reaction, then I'd be getting people to have many, many, many servings of vegetables every day and a variety thereof. But right now it's just not, it's just not working for me. And there's a lot at a, a microbiome level that may be at play. Um, you know, so I do take, um, I rotate with um, various different probiotics that I've researched, which are probably less triggering for my immune system and more supportive. Um, so yeah, yeah probiotic yeah. and a simple diet, simple clean diet. I, you know, I think people need to start there, uh, start clean, 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 clean. And if they're still, you know, I, I believe that our symptoms are going to be here, irrespective of of our how, irrespective of strict diets put into place. But I 
Um, although I do think that there are a few people who have, as you've heard, gone onto the carnivore diet and their symptoms have become so significantly relieved that they're much more functional. Uh, I don't know if it's completely cleared it up for them, but it almost seems to be the case. Um, so if someone's willing to do that and they're not going to develop an eating disorder, which I, in a way I have, because when you go on, what I found is when I eat so strict for a week, all I want to do is eat everything in the shops the next week. So it's not sustainable for me and there will be people to guide them through that process it's probably safer bet than trying to do it on your own but everything's so expensive right we've we've seen so many practitioners we bought so many lotions and potions and supplements and this and the other that i think you get to the point where you don't want to pay another person to to help you you want to but we don't have endless funds yeah yeah no i've spent so much money on when i was speaking to this uh got health practitioner oh yeah all of my money i'd pretty much work i am still at university so i you know mm. very fortunate in terms of work i don't need to do it but yeah most of my money from a part-time job i eventually got will be put into the supplements and expensive yeah. well-sourced meats veg whatever it may be and yeah yeah it's frustrating frustrating that it all went for what feels like nothing but i think it is good to kind of keep a, a positive mindset i've tried that i know it doesn't work for me and you know you kind of you move on and try and find whatever works best for you to try and heal your skin or whatever whatever works whatever's the most relieving you know like like yeah. you say and something another one on diet that a lot of people or, or what i think they say is the most common trigger foods being egg eggs milk and and gluten do you cut those out as well or is 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 that not something I know you, you touched on eggs that you're allergic to so i think that one's quite clear yeah i mean look my skin's not great at the moment it's because i haven't been controlling my diet at all um but yeah when i'm when i am behaving and i'm not losing control of because I, I, I there have been periods where i've just completely lost control i mean there have been periods where i've slept all day um, you know, like, a, so it's very much a mind game getting through this, um, month on month, month, month on end, you know, just, it, it's, it's kind of not ongoing, ongoing. So I suppose where I'm going with that is that right now I'm not doing so well diet, dietarily speaking, but yeah, I, gluten, dairy, and, um, sugar for me are kind of an egg, obviously, cause I'm allergic to it, but some people seem to tolerate egg fine. Um, that it would be, you know, I would encourage people to um, consider keeping some kind of tracking this, keeping some kind of food diary. Uh, it seems to work for some people um, if they can, you know, be consistent about it or at least um, as much as possible. And then see for themselves what's triggering them. I think gluten, dairy and sugar, they're not necessarily immediate triggers they they're kind of they're they can cause um like sugar can cause dysbiosis so so uh, imbalances in gut flora um can shift your your blood sugar levels and can cause uh, certain hormones to be to trigger inflammation so we do want to keep our blood glucose levels stable and we do want to um 
we don't want to be disrupting our gut flora because that can trigger immune uh, hypersensitivity as well. So for long term, yeah, avoid um, personally avoid gluten and sugar. And um, if you can tolerate fermented dairy, great. Um, but it is high in something called amines, which can trigger histamine responses. So not everyone feels they can tolerate it. Um, so those are the major ones. Yeah, and then as far as um, the rest is kind of just uh, a bit of research and experimentation to find what works for you as an individual. Um, yeah. yeah. What um, have you had any kind of staying away from diet? Is there any? I think you picked up saying that you moisturize. Is there any other treatments you do, whether that be moisturize or I think some people use cryotherapy or there's a, a wide range of things I can't even begin to imagine. So I think what, what I, it's, I, oh, I'm using, I use this. I, it's, um, it's not the correct, um, infrared lamp, but I find, so look, I, I did do research into it and infrared can be very healing for the tissues, um, and reduce inflammation. Apparently, um, this, the heat infrared lamps are not necessarily as good as the LED infrared lamps, but I'm just not in a position to buy one of those right now. There are quite a few thousand for me. Um, and so I've been using this probably since about month, month when I was still on cortisone, I was using this lamp and I was finding it was bringing me a lot of relief. And also, my, I can't regulate my body temperature. I'm cold all the time. So uh, this, for me, just generates some warmth as well. So, And I've always got a hot water bottle. It's summer here in South Africa, and I've always got a hot water bottle with me. Um, yeah, and I think it's just because our skin becomes so thin that we just don't retain heat anymore. Um yeah, but I, if I may, so would you be able to repeat that? I just cut out for a second. I uh, do you mind me asking what kind of diet have you found helpful? Because you said you buy clean meats and veggies, and what 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 do you find helpful for yourself? Yeah. What do you find? Because you seem quite clear at the moment. So maybe when you were flaring. Yeah, I'm very fortunate in my older sister is actually, um, I believe she's either done a master's or she's got a degree in nutrition as well. But she mm. focuses a lot more on female hormones. Um, mm. So I managed to get a free kind of skin prick blood test and find mm. out my food allergies, which consisted of pretty much all the ones you can imagine gluten dairy egg white not egg yolk which i found quite interesting you might have better ideas on that uh mm. coffee oranges brewer's yeast what's the other one yeah th those seem to be the main ones and since i cut out them foods it was almost within a couple of weeks my uh, my skin went from being really red bumpy and it cleared up a lot very very quickly Great. yeah which which was incredible um and i think also combined with summer i find in both times when it gets to around summer or the weather picks up my skin just clears massively you know i i 
basically don't even feel anything and you know and, oh, yeah it, and then once i get round to winter it starts to just slowly slowly just creep back up it could be to do with me getting out of the bad stage you think you know what let's go out let's let's go drink with my mates or let's stay up late yeah. and drop yeah. everything um but but yeah but, but surely you'd be doing that in summer not in winter don't you we hibernate in summer We've been through lockdown, so who knows? Okay, cool. Okay, <laughs> it's confusing. Our 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 seasons have not been regular. I think our behaviour is not as seasonal yeah. as it typically yeah. would be because we've been in lockdown on and off for the past year. Yeah, and this is uh, another one. Is quite thankfully, it, it sounds awful because coronavirus has affected so many lives, and you know if you you work, if you've been dropped off for work, but for me it really helped with just focusing in on on healing because mm. you're at home and you you get you know i i don't i don't believe people should be you know obviously everyone gets bored but i always think there is something you you can do to you know you can learn more things or keep yourself entertained but thankfully lockdown has really helped and i think quite a lot of people with experiment with what works for them uh for me mm. in particular I, I could really focus on my healing especially in the first lockdown and that was where i saw massive changes and improvements in my skin whether that helped for you or not with lockdown i know at the beginning oh. quite a lot doesn't seem to help at all <laughs> but yeah no i think mentally it was great just to not to have to leave the house you know not to have to see people and not to have to put on clothes and you know because basically I, everything i wear is inside out so the seams don't irritate my skin and you know, uh, I've had to buy like baggy, loose, kind of flowy things that are comfortable to wear around the house, but not necessarily, you know, I'm, I've lost all gla sense of glamour and style. Like I haven't looked, there's, there, you just, your sense of self just completely goes out the window. Um, and I say it with a smile on my face because I try and try and stay optimistic, but it's a real, real, I don't have any good words for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real <laughs> mental challenge. And, um, but I did want to say, cause you did ask what things I found helpful in managing my symptoms over the course of TSW. And we did mention the ultraviolet light, uh, the infrared light. Um, but I, the other thing is my mom was always saying to me, get yourself a humidifier, you know, especially at the, when my skin started to get really dry. Do you know what a humidifier is? No. Okay, it's um, you put water into a container and um, it generates um, I've got it going there I've, I've, and it generates oh my my sleepy brain <laughs> it, it generates um, it humidifies the air basically it humidifies humidifies the water and it mm. condenses into these like just it's just billowing. Uh, gosh, I really want you to edit this out. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, it keeps moisture in the air. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. I, yeah. When you said humidifier, I was like, "What's that?" But once you, you know, humidity yeah. in the air, it makes sense. That was just me being stupid. <laughs> no, yeah, shame. And my vocab is. I'm so glad that I'm not actually seeing clients face to face and. I work from home, but I'm mostly working online, um, uh, 
kind of a lot of writing and um emailing and meetings and stuff but i don't have to i don't have to be that presentable and i don't have to have my head screwed on that well so when i'm functioning on two hours of sleep a night it's yeah, it's not the end of the world but if i was out there in the world having to face people every day i think i would really feel challenged yeah and even besides from work just there's no fear of kind of missing out of anything for other people that are going through tsw mm. it's kind of oh we're in lockdown this is awful i should be out partying having mm. plans whereas i agree with them i say yeah it's awful but really it's just i don't you know you don't miss out on anything you don't need to worry if you do go out about do i wear long sleeve shirts so that your elbows mm. are covered or yeah all that <laughs> absolutely it takes a massive load off yeah being in lockdown we're so fortunate and i this i've just thought i don't know how people have managed to do it without lockdown i don't know how people manage to go to work i there's i there's no way that i can put on clothes and go to work every day like no no way i can't i can't bear the discomfort um yeah, the other thing that I found helpful is moving over to using beef tallow as a as a moisturizer, mm. which sounds basically mm. from a local butchery, and um, yeah, it's it's uh, use it as a moisturizer. So that I found really reduced some of the itching and the inflammation on my skin, um, which mm. was helpful. Mm. Salt baths, bathing in salt water that I find um, helpful. In the earlier days, uh, I think I was getting, you know, shortly after stopping the cortisone, I was getting things like, are you familiar with folliculitis? Sorry, folliculitis? No. Okay, so it's it's an infection in the hair follicles. What, what looked like an infection in the hair follicles. So a little like pustular bumps on the skin and I found that quite disturbing because it's one thing to have a rash that itches and is sore, but it's another thing to think you've got an infection. Um, and so in the earlier days, I was constantly going back and forth to the doctor. I was inquiring about getting skin grafts and, you know, I got put onto antibiotics twice uh, at my own request, which probably wasn't the best thing to do in retrospect um, because there were, I think, I, I was suspe suspicious of infections, but I think in the early stages of TSW, that's just what happens. Our immune systems are suppressed and, um, well, actually, uh, we're, we're, we're actually quite reactive to everything, but I think we're not managing to control that inflammation. And so we tend to maybe pick up a few things or maybe I, the general consensus is that we're not actually getting infections. Uh, but I think we probably, the point of the, my story is that it's a very unnerving thinking you've, you've got an infection. So um, at that stage, it's nice to use some salt water or just to mix salt into your bath, um, which I suppose is going to be antiseptic to some degree. And then rinse it off so that you don't dehydrate your skin too much. That, that I found helpful. Yeah. Something, I guess we're, covered quite a lot now but there's a couple more things i'd like to kind of get to know what's happened a, a big one is we touched on it at the beginning is running runnings with kind of your, your doctor your dermatologist mm -hmm. what else did you know they i guess 
I'm having a brain fart. I apologise. I have to edit that part oh. out. Um, Your turn. What, what have yeah. they? <laughs> what have they recommended? And when was the? You know, do you still stay in contact with them at all, or do you? You know, have much interaction at all uh, with them anymore? I. I mean. I did email my dermatologist um, about a month ago as saying that, look, you know, it's come to light that I have TSW. And uh, I listed a bunch of research papers for him to review. I encouraged him strongly to to, re to go onto the TSW, to ITSAN website and look at the, the practitioner's resources. Um, and, you know, it was coming obviously from a very good place, wanting to just have have these practitioners avoid having misdiagnosing their, their patients in the future and leading to this. Um, but he still doesn't think I've got topical steroid withdrawal. He thinks I've got uncontrolled um, eczema and that I should consider going on to immune suppressants, which I'm not going to do because there's just too much mixed feedback on. I'd rather just wait it out. Quite mm. frankly, I've gone <laughs> through the worst of it. Um, so yeah, so that wasn't very, you know, he did respond kindly. Um, I think he understands that I'm really struggling, but he doesn't believe that I've got topical steroid withdrawal, mostly because um, when in, 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 in the initial consultations, I, I didn't even consider I had TSW. You know, I was like, so I said, like, I don't know, this thing came out of nowhere. I think it's an infection. I think I picked something up. So I was, my focus was on, I think I picked something up and he, we did some topical, we did some test, uh, skin patch testing and we saw that I was quite reactive to a few different um, compounds. Um, and so his focus and my focus kind of took that route. We were like, oh no, it must be a topical allergen, uh, contact dermatitis. And and he did ask me what, what was my history of cortisone use. And at that point I said, well, I've mostly just been using numerous times a day and I was topping up a little bit with my prescription cortisone so so all he heard was yeah so his response to me was like there's no way you can get topical steroid withdrawal using over-the-counter steroids like it's just not possible uh, but I think it is I think it is when you're using that volume um, and I think had I just stopped using all steroids at that point it probably my this all of this this past year wouldn't have been so hectic because obviously we went on to using oral steroids and stronger steroids and all that jazz so yeah yeah there's two last things that i'd like to kind of bring on to before we bring it to a close is what was your biggest mistake so far you'd say and just for other people kind of listening what would you do instead so my biggest mistake, I personally believe, and again, it's all very personal to yourself, isn't it? Everyone's mm. everyone's different, yeah. everyone copes differently. For me, was uh, once I stopped using moisturiser, I saw big improvements. Again, that's just for me personally. A lot of people crack, ooze a lot, and I've had that before earlier, and it's and it's horrible. But that was, you know, if I could tell myself one thing, it'll be stop moisturising. What what would be the thing you wish you did, kind of at the beginning? 
Well, the obvious thing is to not use steroids. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, because I did go on for a number of months struggling, suffering terribly while using steroids. So, you know, it would have been, you know, I should have, I wish I trusted my gut and, and uh, just not used steroids. But I thought, I thought that my symptoms were so unbearable when my face was flaring. Meanwhile, I didn't know what was in, in store for me. Um, I think the other thing I would, would have done is not started out on so many restrictive diets initially. I would have done, um, I would have liked to have done the IgG testing, which I suspect your, is what you got done. Um, I would have liked to see if I'm hypersensitive to certain things um, before having to cut them out. So more is a diet designed for me than guesswork um, because I didn't do an IgG test um, and I haven't done one. A, a wholesome diet, kind of like the paleo autoimmune protocol and do IgG testing. I think that would have been helpful for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And just for the last one this is going to be a very hard one i'm sure for a lot of people to answer because it doesn't seem like there's any positives at all <laughs> going through the process but i like to even in the hardest of times and you know everyone has bad days everyone thinks in the worst days horrible thoughts but mm. what have been any positives if any you know that kind of came out of this for me funnily enough i've actually you know you become more empathetic towards people that's a that's a big one for me i used to be a bit um well i guess to put Oblivious. a bit of context to a story yeah my brother used to yeah. get eczema when he was younger and i used to have quite sticky out teeth and he would call your names as you do when you when you're kids and yeah. in my response i would say make fun of his eczema and mm. how karma came back and fought me pretty hard but yeah. So now one thing is I'm very sympathetic towards a lot of other people, just more mindful, you know, what, has there been anything at all for you going through this process that you've found? Wow, yeah, so a lot better. the first time, the first time I went through it, that I had exactly that experience is I okay, cause I, I've had this before in high school, as I've mentioned, and it went on for quite a number of years. And I think at that age, you know, you're very, your world is very myopic and very self-involved and, so I came out of it more of a healer and a carer and, and, and just more aware of the suffering that happens around me. Um, and I, that's what moved me into work, into studying in the health industry and, and working in the health industry. So my passion shifted to help other people. So yes, that's a massive, and I think, so this, the, the only, I'm sure there's other positives, but the, the positive that I can think of now is that just a reminder that this was always the direction I was going to be. It's a very personal thing. So for me, I was always going to work with people with eczema. That's why I did my undergrad degree. That's why I'm doing I'm doing a postgrad now in my master's in personalized nutrition. Was, and I started that before I got TSW. So in heading in this direction. And so for me, having this experience, it's just it's just fortified my passion to work with people suffering like like I am. Um, so yeah, it'll be different for everyone, but I think we do learn compassion as a result of this. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, right, well, thank you. I think, you know, for me personally, that was 
really insightful you know having someone on with so much knowledge on nutrition as a whole and even just hearing someone else's story i think is massively helpful for, for really anyone i think no matter where you are whether you're just starting you're midway through you're on the verge of healing um yeah again if you'd like to I guess just give details on your your Zoom call that you give on Sundays for anyone mm. that might want to join. Okay. So, well, first of all, let me just say that we only started it two weeks ago and we haven't had any respondents. So <laughs> I think there's a massive need for it, you know? Um, so we were sitting, uh, I was sitting there last night at eight o'clock waiting for people to arrive and uh, no one arrived. So at about half past, I switched off. I, I'm desperate to have someone to chat to on a tough day, you know, and, yeah. uh, because we do, I've got, I've got, I go through very, very lonely, dark times. And uh, I would like to be able to connect with someone who's in the same boat as me and just kind of really have a heart to heart. And so I started, yeah, this, uh, Sunday night, eight o'clock session, SA time. So that's, I think, two hours. That would be six o'clock your time in the UK um, for anyone. So it's, it's on Itsan. I'll post it on Itsan uh, next Sunday night as well. Just a reminder for the link, the Zoom call. Um, anyone who's either suffering with uh, topical steroid withdrawal, who has had topical steroid withdrawal, who's interested in helping people with topical steroid withdrawal, or who is a partner or loved one or family member of someone with topical steroid withdrawal is welcome to join. Um, and it's just for us to connect with each other and just be there for each other. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's that. And then um, I do have a YouTube channel called Monica Lauren. Um, and um, I will be posting by the end of today, I'll post my timeline. So if someone wants to see, um, you know, from start to finish my symptom timeline, then that's something that um, might be useful to other people. Yeah. No, that, that's that's very useful. Make sure you go, you know, go go check it out because photo timelines, I've done one myself personally, but watching other people's, you know, in a really dark time, even when you, you get stubborn patches as well, really helps just know, particularly if they've healed or even just to be able to relate to someone that they're yeah. going the same thing as you is... It's huge. It's really helpful. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, that's where I'm at. I'm busy flaking. <laughs> I'm, I'm flaking so much that I can't sleep in my own, you know, that it's sticking to me. It's itching me, all these flakes. And then you, you, you see someone's timeline. You're like, oh my gosh, they came out of it. Okay. Okay. I'm going to hold on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. yeah. Great. Well, thank you. I'll, uh, Thanks, I'll put an end to it. No, thank you, Monica. Yeah, that, keep, that, that was really good. good. Yeah. You too. You too. I'll definitely be checking uh youtube videos and i'll hopefully i'll be able to hop in this sunday i couldn't i saw my i saw my dad for the first time in a month due to lockdown oh, yeah, yeah, this yeah. week I'll, I'll, I'll definitely make sure i'll clear i'll clear a space and i'll come talk to you and hopefully other people that have, have listened will also join as well yeah, yeah everyone's welcome yeah all right thank you very much okay. and uh, i'll see you soon as well great thanks rob take care